Do you want to stop yelling and have your child listen to? Well, I have exciting news for you. If you're hearing this right now, it means that the doors to mindful parenting are open at mindfulparentingcourse.com. This only happens for a limited time, and it may be perfect for you if you want to be that patient, calm parent, but you're afraid of being walked all over, you're losing it, and you want to be that steady, peaceful parent, you don't have a cohesive method, and you take in bad advice like just count to one, two, three. Mindful parenting is an evidence-based system that not only teaches you how to calm your reactivity, but offers you a ton of personal guidance. A lot of other parenting coaches talk about the best way to respond to your child, but guess what? They don't walk you through the research-proven practices that it really takes to create changes that actually last. Mindful parenting teaches you the specific steps to create cooperative, loving relationships for life. In Mindful Parenting, you can learn how to stay calm, even if you find yourself shouting hourly now. Be present for your child no matter what they're going through. Resolve conflicts easily without yelling or taking away the iPad. Set limits without your child resenting you for days afterward. And build trust between you and your child so that you avoid misery in the teen years. The doors are open now at mindfulparentingcourse.com. Unlike other programs in Mindful Parenting, we offer one-on-one coaching to every member and weekly drop-in coaching sessions. Don't wait anymore. You and your kids are worth leveling up. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com and join now before the doors close again. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com. I'll see you there. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast, episode number 365. Today, we're having a special on-air coaching session talking about when your child won't listen. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have, and when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark Fields. I help smart, thoughtful parents stay calm so they can have strong, connected relationships with their children. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of Mindful Parenting, and I'm the author of the best-selling book, Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confident kids. Welcome back to the Mindful Mama podcast. Friend, I'm so glad you are here. This is a very cool and special episode. But listen, before we dive in, if you haven't done so yet, please hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any. And if you get some value from this podcast, please just do me a favor. Go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review. It takes about 10 seconds, just helps the podcast grow. And I really greatly appreciate it. In just a moment, you're going to hear me sit down with Ranine, a mindful parenting member, a single mom, an entrepreneur. She's mom of a seven-year-old girl and an eight-year-old boy. They're all really high energy. And she is, you know, she is working through the mindful parenting work to improve her parenting. And we talk about how can I get my kids to listen? How can I get my kids to listen without go into that high octane place, right? How to get them to respect her and others. So we really take 
we really take a deep dive into what's happening for her and why for her kids. So we're going to talk about electronics, all kinds of different things. She's, we're going to walk her through her frustration. So if you have ever been frustrated that your kids won't listen to you, this is an episode for you to listen to and to share. Now quickly, before we dive in, if you are curious about the Mindful Parenting membership, I have an awesome opportunity for you. I am doing, I haven't done this in a number of years, but I'm doing a free live Mindful Parenting training from September 7th through 12th, 2022. I think that's like right when this comes out. So you might need to sign up right now, but it's a free live training. I'm gonna be talking about why your kids don't listen to you, how to stop yelling, what our kids really need, and three myths that keep you from being the parent you want to be. You can sign up for that. It's gonna be live, we're doing giveaways, all kinds of stuff. Sign up for it totally for free at mindfulparentingcourse.com slash free training. So that's mindfulparentingcourse.com slash free training. And you can sign up for free and I will see you there. So without any more ado, join me at the table as I talk to Renin. So you're in the Mindful Parenting membership. You know that this is how we start all our calls. What are your wins lately, Renin? Um my wins. I find that I'm not um, triggered as quickly. Um, <clears throat> and my octane is coming down a little lower. I try. I, it's good for a little while until they absolutely don't listen. And then it's like, ah, I'm talking to you. So <laughs> then, but yeah. it's, it's gradually getting there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually trying to get onto their level now and get down and talk to them eye to eye and in a calm way. So awesome. Yeah. Those are good wins. Yeah. Yes. I like those <laughs> wins. We celebrate <laughs> the wins. They, they give me lots of times to practice. Yes. <laughs> they give you a lot of practice. That's generally how this goes. So um, do you want to tell us, tell us about your family and, and uh, who are the major players in your family and, and what's happening these days? So I would say I'm pretty major in the family because I am the uh, <laughs> the only parent. So um, yeah, I've got uh, a six year or a seven year old girl. She just turned seven on Canada Day, uh, and I have an eight year old boy that turned eight in April. So they're pretty close together, fifteen months apart. So I believe there's some challenges with that, with uh, so close together, and you love him more <laughs> or her more, but. Uh, no, they, uh, they're in camp over the summer. I've got them separated, so they will uh, hopefully miss each other a little bit and get a little bit along a little bit better when they get home. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, they're both doing very well in that. Uh, it also helps them with education and keeping up on their reading. Uh, so they're doing very well with that. He, uh, Phoenix has already been up a level in reading, so that, that helps. And uh, so yeah, they don't get to see their dad very often. He is um, not really in the picture. He, he was supposed to have them every other weekend and he's got medical stuff. And so that's a challenge as well mm. um, as he's not uh, a role, a, a role in their life. However, I got my mamere, we call her mamere. She's French, so mamere and uh, her husband. And then I also got a boyfriend that really helps me out and he's actually more 
patient than I am and actually is able to be more calm than I am. So that's good. They've got a good male figure there. And we also have my, uh, my sister. So they're Tatant Fauna and, uh, and Uncle Stewie, and they help out and they got their two cousins over there. So awesome. they, they help out. Yeah. It sounds like there's, yeah, there's a nice, there's some nice support around, you know, that connection to your family is, you know, really needed and, and sounds like you're, you're dating a cool guy who balances your energy. That's how Bill is for me. (laughs) He's like like the naturally like calm and chill one. And I'm like, I'm the one who really needs to work on it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Cool. Uh, my babysitter too. My, I found a really good babysitter. It took me a long time, but I uh, she's excellent. She's there whenever I need her, uh, and she always backs me up. So I I really like that. Yay! Yeah, I think we all need like good babysitters in our lives, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. E- we didn't evol- evolve to raise small children just in these like tiny households, and as a single parent, that's even you know more so, right? We're, we yes. our kids needs need so much that uh the the tribe is kind of what's needed so i love that hearing that you're like building that tribe around you you have allo parents right which are caretakers that are not biological parents so the babysitter and so that's that's really great those are good steps yep yeah and uh, we have a church family as well so we go to church every sunday and uh, they really enjoy that and um my sister is the one that does the the children's ministry, so they get to hang out with Tant Fauna and learn about the Bible and loving. <laughs> so so that's, that's fundamental with our family as well. So we like to do that every Sunday, and the kids love it as well. So. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So there's like anchors of rhythm in your week. There's anchors of community. Um, and, you know, and it sounds like you're not trying to do everything constantly you're 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 asking for help and and reaching out to your community which is smart and wise thing to do right we we all need that to keep ourselves sane yeah but let me tell you it can get it can get overwhelming because I own my own business as well so whenever you do you know I have my business aspect and then you leave there and then you come home and then it's the hustle and bustle that you know I'm especially now that school's out um because it's more structured with school. I do, I do, I do miss the school structured life, <laughs> but now they're going to camps and I'm the one that drives them here and there. And, uh, you know, then when you come home from work, it's still, you know, you have to make the supper and you got to clean, you know, tidy up a little bit and, you know, but yeah, I do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. And seven and eight, there are also one thing we can talk about, but, you know, thinking about is seven and eight, they can start to be really helping out a lot more too, which is nice. And and it's good. It's really good for kids to be doing chores and things around the house. It's like something yeah. we should encourage. But um, awesome. So you've got this beautiful family. I'm, you know, these kids, seven-year-old girl, eight-year-old boy. I it sounds like beautiful. I'm sure you have zero problems whatsoever, Renine. Yeah. Parenting is so easy all the time. <laughs> Hence, I'm in the course. <laughs> so, um, what are some of the challenges that are arising? Um, well, every you know, there's a, there's a challenge quite often. Things pop up, and you just yeah, you know, that's out of control. Um, 
so we we lost our my I guess you'd call her my stepmom. I've never really called her my stepmom too much, but my dad's uh, lady friend for 33 years. So my dad's an alcoholic, and that has been more of a challenge to try and help him out at the same time, trying to keep my life going because the kids the kids do know that he's an alcoholic, and so when we're driving him around, the kids are like maybe you should stop drinking so much pop. <laughs> it's not real pop, it's rum. But, but uh, yeah, so this is a new challenge that has ar arisen. But anyway, um, my little girl, is, she's, she's, uh, I'm sorry, she's a handful already. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, yeah, I would say she is the yeller. Uh, she also must take after her mama. So <laughs> she's, she's already challenging me here at... Uh, age seven she acts like she's 17. <laughs> okay so let's let's talk about your daughter then so she's seven years old she's yelling she's obviously having some resistance to stuff right so and she's pretty yes. vocal strongly vocal about it me it's really helpful if we can look at like kind of a specific situation can you think of something recent and kind of what happened and what went down so then we can look at it more carefully Oh, let's say, because, okay, so we're getting ready in the mornings, because usually mornings are pretty good. They usually get up not too bad. She, she would be the one that would wake up cranky and quite often more, more so than her brother. Um, he just asked her to get ready and she just, uh, and moans and groans and doesn't want to, you know, get on with the day and, you know, timeline. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I say <it> was here <laughs> and she would then yell. Uh, and then go on. I'm like, okay, well, if you're not going to listen, you're going to not have electronics because, you know, electronics always works, you know. And uh, so then I would say, you know, you, you won't be able to watch electronics for the first couple hours when you get home. Or, and then she, you know, then she gets all upset. And I, I, I don't want to do it. And now I'm upset. You ruined my day because now I can't have electronics. And anyway, so I, I always do give her a chance. So that was just last night. So she come home and I told her, you know, well, if you can tidy up your bedroom and not make a big fuss about it and don't just throw things everywhere and do a really good job. Like I showed you and put your dirties in the laundry and maybe, maybe then once I see it, then you can watch, you know, some, some TV, but yeah. I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And this season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and busts common myths about special education. So I checked out the episode on the difference between IEPs and 504 plans because my daughter Maggie uses a 504 plan and it was really, really helpful. It went over all the differences, which one's better, how to get them, different myths and what your rights are, all kinds of different things that you should understand if your child may need extra help in education through an IEP or a 504 plan. The tone is super helpful, friendly, and smart. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains.
We are supported by Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as Math Mysteries About True Histories. It's a weekly show full of time travel puzzles, hidden equations, history, and lots of laughs. I highly recommend this podcast. It's really wonderful, especially if you have kids like around like six plus, but it can totally be enjoyed by the whole family. So I listened to the episode, The Pirate Queen, and you're just dropped right in the middle of the action. People are fighting. There's sword fight. And then these kids, they've gone on a time travel mission and they have to solve problems in the midst of it. And it really just like exemplifies everything we support here at Mindful Parenting. You know, kids who are adventurous, doing things on the world, they're capable. And then they do things like they have to do math, they have to think critically, they have to code break and pattern solving and all this great stuff. Beyond just the Pirate Queen episode, which I highly recommend, episodes transport listeners to moments in history, too, like Pythagoras, Ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, or Isaac Newton's England, and more. So jump in with your family. Follow the adventures of Max and Molly on an adventure through time with puzzles and hidden equations and laughs. And it really does make learning really fun and really cool. Perfect for ages six and up. New episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids, and you can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. That's Mysteries About True Histories. So it sounds like you're, you, you know, you're like using the sort of the threat of the, of taking away her her screen time, her electronics as a way to kind of get her to take action. Yeah. And so it sounds, it's probably been like this for a while, I bet. Oh, has it been? Yeah, it has been for a while. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, she's been doing it probably, probably for about a year now. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so when, um, so the the threat using the threat and using the kind of if then language is uh, kind of what I'm seeing here. It could be a, a big piece of this puzzle. Um, so the when we threaten our kids with whatever, um, they they feel threatened, right? So their whole fight, flight, or freeze stress response is activated. So just as we learned like in mindful parenting about our own stress response, right? Like kids obviously have that same stress response. So that response is fight, flight, or freeze. So it's an involuntary, you know, automatic response, like within milliseconds, that she's going to have a response to really push back against that threat, to fight you, which is yelling, right? Um, Or even to flee or to withdraw, right? Affection and things like that. So the, the threats that have been happening for her over time are really kind of setting her into a pattern of resistance for for resisting any of your requests and, and things like that. So so using like if you do this and then you do that, the kid that our kids really feel that manipulation. They really chafe against it. So yeah, just like you would if I said, you know, Renine, 
I'm only gonna let you have your babysitter come if you do X, Y, and Z. You would be like, excuse me, what are you talking about? You would really chafe against that. And so our kids are exactly the same way. And I'm not saying this to like blame you or shame you or anything like that. This is how, this is like kind of the, what we're taught from our society and our culture and like threats are like, for me, that's like, when I get really frustrated, I'm like, oh, I want to threaten you so much. I'm so bad right now. <laughs> um, it's like it's like my sort of go-to default when I'm like, ah, I really want to threaten you. But it's counteractive. It's actually like putting her, it's setting her up in opposition to you. It's putting you in a battle. And it's making her less and less likely to cooperate with you in the future. Okay. So that's the bad news. <laughs> what are the tactics? <laughs> that's the bad news. <laughs> so, um, so one of the things um, that I'll I'd want to ask you to do right away is to like stop stop using um, threats and punishments that have like you know the, these things that have nothing to do with what you're trying to what you're trying to achieve in that moment they, you gotta, you gotta try to like stop them as best you can cold Turkey. Um, and so that means you'll get in a moment with your daughter where you're like, Oh, you know, I want her to do X, Y, Z. So let's think about a typical thing. You said you, you kind of talked about getting out of the house, but then you talked about getting home at night. What, what, are, what are some typical things that where she has resistance and, and what you're trying to get done? Oh, cleaning her room. <laughs> she she will wear and put on a few different outfits and just keep it on the floor. Uh, yeah, her room is, yeah, the disaster room. But I know she's only seven, but still. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, that would be... You know, asking her to do something like that would be okay. Off the top. Okay. And yeah. cleaning her room, let's just think about this. So this is interesting when we look at a problem, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and we we talk about this in mindful parenting, right? We say who own, who who owns this problem? Whose problem is this, right? Like whose stomach does this make hurt, right? So you want her to clean her room um, because why? because uh, it looks like a disaster it's a smaller room and it just it's hard to get anything done in there it's hard to if you have if you want to go in and clean you know to vacuum really quick or to mop or mm-hmm. uh and we had actually um i would say about two months ago maybe a big ant problem (laughs) so you know we had to get the house all sprayed on the on the outside and on the inside and so that really that really freaked her out because a lot of them were coming in her room (laughs) so anyway if it was if it was just a little tidier (laughs) maybe they and mind you it wouldn't be it's not really that the ants would have came in anyway but yeah, but okay. there's a lot of dead, dead ant bodies around. <laughs> and do you have to use her room typically? Uh, no, okay. no, not really. Because no. the thing about the room is, right, like if she came into your bedroom 
and she took off her clothes and left her clothes all over your bedroom, you'd have a problem, right? Because you wouldn't be able to use your room and you wouldn't be able to enjoy your space and you'd probably have a real problem, right? Yeah. Okay. Clean your stuff up. Yeah. But if it's her room, it, it, you can, the reason why I, I say this about the room is the room, you can close the door. This is a place yes. where you can reduce conflict. It's not, it's, it doesn't have a, a direct consequence or impact on you, does it? No, so, no, I suppose the door would be closed. So it's, <laughs> it's not your problem. Do you think yeah. we could say? Do you think she, do you, do you think she will change? For, <laughs> am I going to raise a slob? So I'm hearing your your fear, right? You're like, if if I don't force her to clean her room, I'm gonna raise a slob. She's gonna, you know, there's there's that fear, and that fear, that's your stuff, right? That's not her. That this is just right now, and this is just a seven year old with a messy room, right? Okay. This isn't. <laughs> it doesn't mean she's gonna be a slob for the rest of her life. No, and in fact, if you model keeping things tidy, if you model keeping the rest of your house tidy, if you model keeping your own room tidy, chances are she's going to absorb that lesson sooner or later. But right now, she's in a big place of resistance against you because you've been forcing her to do stuff and threatening her, right? So we want to start to shift things away from this resistance. And being able to drop some issues that are not essential is going to be a way for you to what because what hap, what we need to do and let's think about it this way right like so if she's she's 7 and and she's you know we've been you've been using the threats and things for, for a long time so she's used to now resisting your requests this is a habit and so she's like in a train that's going 90 miles an hour in one direction. We got to slow, not only slow that train down, we got to stop it, we got to turn it around. And that's going to take us some time. And for her, the, the, the tools of the threats and punishments, those are extrinsic motivations, right? Carrots and sticks. And we want to start to shift um, towards where she wants to cooperate with you and your ha um, and help around the house and do all those things with you because she's intrinsically motivated to do it because she cares about you and wants to. So the, the thing that makes her want motivated to, you know, to help out around the house, to be cooperative with you, all of those things that make life easier <laughs> is her that connection to you and the quality of that relationship and connection to you, right? So it's like the relationship bank account, right? You got to put in a lot of deposits in that relationship bank account before you take any withdrawals. And right now you've been putting in a lot of withdrawals. And so you're trying to, you do, do so many withdrawals that the bank accounts like not, there's nothing, there's no cushion there, right? Right. So to start to turn things around with her, we want to think about this relationship where she's been feeling um, manipulated and pressured and had a lot of resistance. And so that natural connection and desire to want to be close to you and desire to want to please you has been shifted into this sense of resistance for her. Yeah. And so right now, may probably over at least maybe the next 
six months or so. You don't, I don't know. It depends how long, how you know, kids can get in a habit. It's going to be a time of trying to really build that connection, build that, you know, really put those real deposits into the relationship bank account and before you're going to be able to withdraw again. Does this make sense, Renee? Yeah, I, I see it with probably most of the things would be her resistance. Yeah. So let, we'll talk about, let's talk about some of the ways like you can talk to her that will cause less resistance around things around the house. But before we get to that, like the thing that comes before that is to build that connection back up again. So when I think, when I suggest that idea to you of like kind of really building that connection and building that relationship that together again, what does anything come to mind to you as far as like how you can go about that? Oh yeah, we could, we could sit. Oh yeah. She wants me to, <laughs> we got a little inflatable pool where I could just sit in, in there with her or we sometimes share a bath together with a bath bomb and bubble mm. bath and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, or we could sit down and watch a, a little movie or have more um, one-on-one time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Those all sound awesome. Those sound like really, really good ideas. Like, and, and, and the thing is, it's true. Like our kids, our relationship with our kids is just like any other relationship where, you know, you can't, we have to like, we have to like have date night, right? (laughs) Like we, we want to date our kids. Like we want to give them that one-on-one time and pay attention to that relationship. And then when we have things like that, we need, you know, we have those withdrawals, we have some cushion. So yeah. And, and, um, and it can be, you can say, okay, but babe, you can do like that special time where you say, Hey babe, like, I'm going to set a timer for 10 minutes. We're going to do some special time. The next 10 minutes, we can do whatever you want to do, excepting screen time. And I'm yours completely 100%. And you'll practice what we talk about in those first modules of mindful parenting. Will you practice like just being at our level, just observing her, being curious, being interested, looking at her with fresh eyes as if you've never oh, seen her she before. Loves doing crafts. Yeah. yeah. She loves doing okay. Awesome. Crafts. Yeah. 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 So if you can, you try to do special time like every day, you know, like yeah. give it just give it 10 minutes. And you can do it also with your son. You know, you can say, okay, I, I've got 10 minutes for you. I've got 10 minutes for you. If you have the, you know, and, and this is like, this is like, you know, obviously it may not happen every single day in your life, but like, we're just going to be realistic. But like, this is something that you can do, especially because your kids are so little that that they'll, it'll build that back, that connection with her, yeah. like so fast. And when you're connected, when you're really seeing her, you'll start to see in some of the other moments, like when she wakes up in the morning and she's grumpy, you'll start to um, bring some of that you know, you'll have more understanding about who she is and you'll start to bring some of that curiosity to some of those moments. Huh, I wonder what's going on with her. Did she sleep well enough? Is there something, you know, disturbing her sleep? Does she need to go to bed earlier? Is, you know, you'll start to bring that curiosity and just kind of that sense of non-judgment into, into some of those more challenging moments. Yeah. Yeah, because we do, like, I do do quite a bit. Now, my mom's not going to like that uh, not cleaning the room part. (laughs) (laughs) But I used to have my mom come over, and she was the one that I, that used to clean the house. So, but now 
now my mom's knee is too bad she don't come over but uh yeah i'm just gonna have to tell her the door's closed it's not your room mom (laughs) (laughs) and one thing you can do is um you know you can say to her like hey babe i know i've been fussing with you about cleaning your room and you know i've decided you can say i've decided it's not my problem it's your room you live with it you know it but I'm here to help if you want to clean it. And you, you can also offer, like, I'm here to help you. I'm also here to help if you want to declutter it, if you want to make things sort of simpler and prettier. So just let me know. And then just back off completely. And, you know, your mom, um, yeah, you can say to her, mom, I backed off the room thing. We're going to let it go for a while. We, we don't want to make it a battle. And yeah. then she can have her relationship with your daughter, and that's fine, too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She she don't have to go in the room. We'll just keep the door shut. She won't even have to look at it. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, for the moment, just you focus on your relationship with her. So then you, you mentioned some of the challenges are like in the morning, getting out the door in the morning. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, sometimes. I, now I don't know, mostly because it's... Uh, They've been staying up a lot later, like are a little bit later than what they usually do if they're in school, you know, the daylight out more. So they're up a little bit later than usual. But so I could see that they are probably just a little bit more overtired now than what they would be during school structured hours, you know. And sleep is so, so essential. I mean, you know how, I mean, probably I know how I am. If I lose like an hour of sleep, if I wake up an hour earlier, I am such a miserable wench to be around. (laughs) So it might be good if you could do anything you could to get that bedtime back. So it's really ideal, you know, especially ages seven and eight, these young ages, like that sleep is so, so crucial for their brain development. It'll really, it can, you know, I've talked to the experts about sleep and it's really, really can make a huge impact on a lot of things. So um, if you can get like blackout curtains, you know, if you can start to... Yeah, like turn yeah. turn the lights down low as things start to get, you know, as um, it starts to get closer to the bedtime. All those things to make it a super soothing, calming, sleepy environment as best you can, you know. I, I would really try to, if you can bring that bedtime down, that'll certainly the, help the you a lot. Two of them like to have like a snack and I almost like a full-on meal before they go to bed so I don't you know I don't Mm. I know I don't like I know that it's not good for us anyway to have a lot to eat I don't know about children but um, I know as for adults it's not good for us to have a big bunch of things to eat and be all in our digestive system whenever we're going to bed so I'm not yeah that's a hard one to try to because they love to have a a good meal and full stomachs to go to bed so Hmm. Well, so that's something you can teach them about. You know, you can say that when you go to sleep, if you have a lot of food in your belly, it makes it, you know, teach them about how it, it keeps your body up doing digestion, where you should, you should yeah. be, can disturb your sleep and make you grouchy the next day. And just start to teach them about that. And you can say, let's start to, you know, let's start to have a little bit less snack at night and a little bit more to eat at dinner and just start to instruct them in that but not in a like so what we're going to start to aim for is not like that super forceful manipulative way but we're just trying to teach them so that they understand what's going on so that they can start to care in that way yeah because i think that kind of 
doesn't help either, you know, whenever they're so full and they're going to bed and I mean, their, their bodies are digesting probably more than they're, you know, you, they're supposed to heal their bodies at night. Right. So, yeah. and that's, that's what our body's supposed to be doing when we're sleeping anyway. So instead of digesting. But. So in the morning there, you want to think about you, if you were like, if you could almost look at your family in the morning and you were like the, the coach, for your kids about how to get out the door and how to, and if you were coaching them rather than having to make them get out the door, how would you, how are some ways that you could teach them and work with them to get out the door a little bit more easily and, and happily for everybody in the morning? Uh, they, they actually do go out pretty good. Um, Phoenix is really good. I've decided I, now I just go lay down with them in bed and I rub their backs or I sing to them or, you know, and if I hear one kind of, uh, and I just, <laughs> oh, you're a dinosaur today. <laughs> so I just kind of do a character thing with them. And it seems to be a little bit better why I don't, uh, I don't, uh, and then I'll say, you know, do you need five more minutes? I, and then I give them that chance to try to wake up and stretch and do their thing. Yeah. But they, they're actually pretty good at, getting up and leaving the house so yeah okay so. good so that's not a, a big challenge what no. what are what are the moments with your daughter that are more challenging maybe we can break out break down some of the ways to approach some of those moments uh, when she yells so when we're she's just uh okay so here's one we were at the pool the other day and um that's one of my things because they don't uh, they're not avid swimmers like I don't have them in any swimming lessons yet and I get a little panicked right <laughs> because then they want to take their life jackets off and then um, that's just a lot more scarier to me sure yeah um, anyway what was it so the life uh, the lifeguard was there and there's them floaty things that they have for the water now and uh, so she was on, she was jumping into the pool onto that. And uh, anyway, the lifeguard told her, Lily, I don't want you doing that because she heard us calling out her name a few times. <laughs> so she knew her name. So, and then she looked right at the lifeguard and did it again. I was like, oh, <laughs> that is so disrespectful. Like, I would like them to have respect, you know, for you know, other people. And, uh, anyway, so, and so what was the consequence of that then? Uh, I, I told her if you weren't going to listen that the lifeguard is trying to make sure that she's protected and safe. And if she's not going to listen that she will not be, I will be taking her home. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, 
tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. If you don't listen to Lifeguard, I'm going to take you home. That's one yeah. that really makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and I wouldn't, I, you know, and then I don't know, I don't know if I kept on saying, Ryan, I won't let you come back until you learn how to keep, you know, your life jacket on and play safe. You know, because really they're just trying to keep her safe. And, you know, so I do tell her the consequences of, you know, you could hit your head on the side. So this is, this is great. Like, yeah, so this, and this is, I'm so glad you brought this up, um, Renine, because this is, there's such a fine line here between, um, between like kind of threatening and teaching, you know, because like those yeah. are true. Like those are all those consequences. So it might be a good idea to have a talk with them at home in a no problem zone, right? Like where, mm -hmm. where we're not like about to maybe have to leave the pool, which would be terrible, right? But have it at home and just say, just explain, of course, why all those things are so important. And what you want to convey is that is how it affects you, right? So when I see when I see you without your life jacket on, I feel so scared because I know you don't know how to swim. You know, or I feel maybe you don't want to say so scared. You don't want to scare them, right? But you may want to say I feel really worried because we don't have you don't know how to swim. So we can it's because it's not safe because drowning can happen so easily. You know, this is something we have to do until we you learn how to swim. So, and, and just, you know, when you're at the pool, we have to wear this, this life jacket. And that's just, you can just hold that boundary with kindness. You don't have to yell about it. Nothing like that. Just kind of hold that boundary. It's just a matter of fact. This is just how it is. And they, and then if they have some pushback, which they might, right? Because it's so much more fun to do it without a life jacket on. You can say, <laughs> you can then respond with your reflective listening. Like, oh yeah, like I get it. It's, it's a lot funner. I know it stings. Yeah, I know. You know, just be empathetic to their concerns. And then that, the, if you can listen to them and see and be, you know, show their feelings respect, they will also be much more likely to listen to you and, and be respectful of your feelings. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah. And I have to tell them more about my feelings because, yeah, that is something I'm really worried about, you know, would be, you know, you bumped her head or I seen her because when we were there, she swallowed water a few times and she's choking. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, are you okay, Lily? Are you okay? And, and then, yeah, because so then the next time, you know, I said, we're not going to go to the pool unless you're going to wear your life jackets the whole time because the pool goes gradually and then you're having fun. You don't realize you're not, you know, I know the lifeguard is there. But so I'm, I'm just going to interrupt you here because I, so instead of saying we're not going to go to the pool unless you do this, yeah. don't say it that way. Say when we go to the pool, you have to wear life jackets. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> though you, you can see how the first one sounds like more threatening yeah, and it's yeah. kind of using that power over them. Mm-hmm. And the second one, you say, when we go to the pool, we have to wear li-. That's just a matter of fact. Does that, yeah. you see the difference yeah. from that? So yeah. I want you to think about starting to, you're going to start to notice like that, the use of these threats, like the, their communication barriers, right? They stop that. You're going to start to notice them. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to practice because you're going to practice to stop <laughs> using them. But you're going to start to notice that y- you know, the, when we start to pay attention to how much we use these barriers, it's amazing how much we do it. Don't be like mad at yourself. This is all of us. We're all, <laughs> it's just part of the air we breathe that we're, we're threatening our kids in our culture. But they will be so much more receptive to everything you say if you don't use threats. Okay. So there are some things that you'll want to request that happen and you want to think about, are there any of those moments you can think about here and then we can practice how to say them without using threats. Can you think of any, Renin? Time to turn the electronics off and get ready for bed. (laughs) Okay, awesome. So how much uh, screen time do they get a day? Um... Not too much. I mean, my my uh, eight-year-old boy, he has started his own company at eight years old, which he wanted to do. He bought himself, we were at a friend's house, and he had um, one of them push lawn mowers, just the blade. Yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the power. Anyway, so he wanted to buy one. He, bought, he bugged me for about two weeks. So I said, okay, we took, the, day, we took uh, the afternoon, and I said, okay, let's go to Canadian Tire. And he bought himself out of his own account, a $200 Troy built. Wow. Real mower. That's so impressive. I know. And he wanted to make, uh, make real money, like natural people. He told me. Okay. He does, he does go out and he does my yard for free because I drive him to other places. And I asked him (laughs) if he wanted me to pay him or to charge him gas for me driving him. So, and I'm always with him. So no, no, they go to camp all day. They, um, and then he does his little lawns every once in a while. And uh, so they, they get probably, they get over than what they're supposed to really though. They get about an hour a day, depending on if it's raining, if it's, if it's raining and, and a miserable day, I do let them sit and watch a movie or do, um, watch the internet a little bit longer than usual, but Okay. All right. So they get an hour a day and it's usually after dinner. Is it the same time every day? Uh, no, it's uh, different times. It's depending on what depending time. On. 
Yeah, like sometimes after supper or if they see their friend come down the road, then they're definitely outside to play, you know? Yeah. Like they are, they're really outdoor kids. Yeah. Um, but, but they like that quiet time of watching their own little show probably a little bit before bed. I always get them to watch a super book. It's a, like a little Bible series mm-hmm. uh, right before bed to try to get good stuff into their brain before, <laughs> you know, why they're having a snack. Okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah. So the, yeah, with our, with the kids screen time, we want to have it like, uh, at least like if we can an hour or two hours before bedtime to have no screen time because, um, the light going into their eyes, right. Can affect their circadian rhythms and their sleep and things like that. So just to give you an idea about that and, um, and, um, yeah, it can, you know, I, I would definitely encourage you to don't, you know, don't do any more screen time for, for them at the, you know, at this age, if you, if you can, because, um, it can interrupt a lot of things as far as like the dopamine levels in their brains and things like that. And we're just learning more and more about that. But so how to stop from screen time? That's a huge one. That's a big question, right? So, um, so, um, what I would encourage you to do is, and they're kind of like, so it sounds like they're on their own device, right? They're each on their uh, own device kind of uh, thing. Yeah. One would be watching my little iPad and one would be watching the TV in the living room. Okay. Mostly. All right. Yeah. So um, I guess, you know, what I would encourage you to do is to sit down. I would sit down with them in, again, in a no problem zone, like say you take them, you know, you could even have something nice, but say, you know, I'm, I'm a little frustrated with, you know, when we have to stop screen time, what is, how would you guys like to, to know when screen time's over and what, what are you needing around this? Right. So it might be nice to talk to them ahead of time so that you can say, Hey, but Hey guys, I, I don't like to, I don't like to yell. I don't want to threaten things. And, and you guys don't want me to do that either. How, how can we make this work better? And so I encourage you to sit down and talk about it with them so that they can understand, you know, so that they can maybe help you with some ideas, right? You don't necessarily have to solve this problem all on your own. And maybe they'll just say, oh, you know, I don't know. Um, I just want you to tap my shoulder or something. And so you can try that for a little while and see if that works. Um, but then, at, so I would first of all talk to them about how you you know we can make this better to, as a family because it's really frustrating for you. Um, but then when screen time's over, what you really want to do is just gently but firmly insist and not let it get you grow. <laughs> and this is the biggest thing: is to practice to hold that boundary firmly but kindly. Right. So you're like, yeah. I'm sorry, screen time's up. We have to stop now sorry, babe, screen yeah. time's up. We have to stop. So you're just gently going to insist if you, if they're, you know, if you've like given them a, a minute or two and you've insisted a bunch of times and they're still not doing, you may have to take the device away. And yeah. what you're going to really practice to do is just not let that freak you out. You're going to be like the super calm mountain you're going to just be like, oh, like I'm Zen mother, you know, as best you can. Like you're going to picture, you know, you're going to say to yourself, when they yell, I get calm. When they yell, I get calm. When they yell, yeah, I get calm. Because there's going to be yelling. Right. And you're just going to, you know, 
you know, you're no, you don't have to respond at all. You're just going to practice staying calm. You know, I'm sorry, it's time to stop. And then if this is like a consistently a huge big deal, it may be they're showing like those signs of like, you know, grasping and like kind of like being almost addicted, right, to the, the things. And then you may want to even practice like, you know, this isn't working for us. Like we're going to take a week off. And then we'll, yeah. we can come back to it and see if we can do it again another time. But I would just do all those things, hold all those boundaries with just, you're just going to be as kind as possible. You're going like, to envision your inner mother, Teresa. <laughs> you're going to envision yourself being totally unflappable. You're going <sighs> to blow it out, you know. And before you even go to do that scream time limit, I want you to just sit for a few minutes quietly, put a hand to your heart, put another hand to your belly. You're going to take deep breaths, long, slow exhales. You're going to approach them slowly. You're going to like really, really practice to make this, you know, put all your energy into being, you know, as genuinely calm as you can. You're not like fake calm, yeah. but it's just genuinely just practicing to not react to whatever fireworks and shenanigans they come up with. But yeah. if they are having like huge, huge issues with it and, and, and a lot of behavior problems can stem from like the, some of the challenges with screen time, like, because it, 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 it affects like the, our social pathways of the brain and it affects the way kids dopamine works and their social pathways of the brain. Um, and I'm, I'll be getting some great guests on the podcast to talk more about this too, but um, it may be a good idea to like take a break for a week, you know, um, and mm -hmm. just when you're, I'm sorry, you're bored when you're born, something to do is right around the corner <laughs> and you'll, you'll see all yes. their, their creativity yes. come yes. about because they're six and eight. They're going to have tons of creative play. But, um, yes. how does this land with you? This answer? Good, good. Yes. And I've already spoke to them before that I, I wanted to take one day a week and to have absolutely no devices at all. And I, and I do tell my son, you know, I think you're a little addicted to this to this uh minecraft hey eh? all the kids are into this minecraft yeah yeah even my and, 15 year old <laughs> yeah well he, and and my son wants it on like because they only got little tablets or whatever and they're hardly ever on it and they're not really good ones but um he wants to get it and i was like no the 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 age is i think nine or ten anyway and i said you're i think it's ten I'm like, you're not that age yet. Well, my friends get to do it and this one gets to do it. I said, well, that what they do at their house is what they do. I said, but at mine, I said, you're going to have to be of age to even get it. So he just watches other people play it on YouTube. So just don't, you're going to feel, you're going to be like, you're going to want to say, like your mouth is going to want to make the words remain. If you don't blah, blah, I'm going to take away this, right? Like, and you are not allowed to say those words. You're just just gonna say screen time is over for right now time to put it away time to put it away and then if when you if you notice there is a big problem then you're gonna go back together and talk about it and you're gonna talk about it. and you'll look at the modules you know module seven win-win problem solving and um but you're you are absolutely allowed to hold those boundaries 
and to, you know, take this thing away if you're seeing it's causing a lot of irritation, a lot of irritability mm -hmm. and stuff in your kids, then... Oh, you can see about after... I, I would definitely say after a half an hour, if you would ask a kid to get off, they're crazy. They're, they're just outright ah, hysterical because you ask them to get off of the devices. So, yeah. 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 So you're allowed to say, like, guys, this is not working. We're going to take a week off and, yeah. or even uh, two weeks off and maybe we'll come back and have, a you know, a little bit less as we come back. But, um, but yeah, you're, you, and it's, you know, it'll help them like with their developing brains and all that. So, oh my goodness, so much. Okay. So Renine, <laughs> you had great wins. You're getting down on their level. You're staying calmer. These are awesome. Woo. I'm so thrilled for you. You've got a beautiful community around you, the babysitters, the church family, you got taunts and grandmare. <laughs> and um, and you had some some of these challenges. And we talked about the threats and how they're making how the that is affecting your kids and that kind of unconditional stuff. We talked about the room, whose problem is it? <laughs> and we talked about screen time. <laughs> so I'd love to hear from you. What is your biggest takeaway from talking today? Uh, I would say uh, the realization of the resistance whenever I'm doing the threatening to my daughter um, or threatening to both kids. So but my, my daughter really resists, so I'm going to speak better. I'm going to use proper, <laughs> I'm not going to threat. <laughs> awesome. I love that. I'm so thrilled. Yeah, definitely dive into those modules five and six in the communication sections, a little bit more review those. But it's been such a pleasure to talk to you, Renine. I can't wait to hear how it goes. And thank you so much for coming on and talking on the air. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks, and thanks for having me. It's definitely over my, uh, it's not in my comfort zone, but I, I think I did all right. So. You did fabulous. <laughs> it was great. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you appreciated this episode, and I think it can be, you know, eye-opening and challenging to hear about things that we're doing that are just like counteracting our our intentions but that information is so so valuable it really really helps to get that kind of perspective to have somebody you know to get that feedback to really talk to a live person and that's you know, one of the things Renine gets benefit from in the Mindful Parenting membership. But if you would like a taste of that, if you're listening in time, you can join. I'm doing a free live training, a Mindful Parenting free training. It's September 7th through 12th, 2022. I'm going live every day to talk about why your kids don't listen to you, how to stop yelling, what our kids really need, and three myths that keep you from being the parent you want to be. We're doing giveaways. We have special things happening. It's very exciting. You can join up totally for free at mindfulparentingcourse.com slash free training. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com slash free training. So I hope I'll see you there. It'd be nice to connect and talk to you in uh, live. That would be super cool. And otherwise, my friend, I'm wishing you a good week. I'm wishing you like some awareness and perspective and peace and ease. I hope you have time to just 
veg out with a novel or go for a walk by yourself. And I hope that you can appreciate yourself and appreciate yourself for being here, for being part of the shift and change from shifting away from those old school harmful tactics and, and, and being part of a new generation of people who are learning, growing and changing those generational patterns. So appreciate yourself for that. So rock on. For you, I am glad you're here. I'm, we'll be back with you next week. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. say definitely do it. It's really helpful. It will change your relationship with your kids for the better. It will help you communicate better. And just, I'd say communicate better as a person, as a wife, as a spouse. It's been really a positive influence in our lives. So definitely do it. I'd say definitely do it. It's so worth it. The money really is inconsequential when you get so much benefit from being a better parent to your children and feeling like you're connecting more with them and not feeling like you're yelling all the time or you're like, why isn't things working? I would say definitely do it. It's so, so worth it. It'll change you. No matter what age someone's child is, it's a great opportunity for personal growth and it's a great investment in someone's family. I'm very thankful I have this. You can continue in your old habits that aren't working or you can learn some new tools and gain some perspective to shift everything in your parenting. Are you frustrated by parenting? Do you listen to the experts and try all the tips and strategies, but you're just not seeing the results that you want? Or are you lost as to where to start? Does it all seem so overwhelming with too much to learn? Are you yearning for a community of people who get it? who also don't want to threaten and punish to create cooperation? Hi, I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and if you answered yes to any of these questions, I want you to seriously consider the Mindful Parenting membership. You'll be joining hundreds of members who have discovered the path of mindful parenting and now have confidence and clarity in their parenting. This isn't just another parenting class. This is an opportunity to really discover your unique, lasting relationship, with your children, but with yourself. It will translate into lasting, connected relationships, not only with your children, but your partner too. Let me change your life. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com to add your name to the waitlist, so you will be the first to be notified when I open the membership for enrollment. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. mindfulparentingcourse.com. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're gonna talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm gonna leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just gonna give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care where we can find compassionate solutions 
that help us function a little bit better.